This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. My dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it, and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mumbo rapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. Ha! Okay, all right, okay, all right, everyone. Good afternoon. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off. Zach Jones alongside. We've got a couple of guests booked, but man, I am pumped. Let's, I mean, let's go. Let's, LFG, baby, let's go! That game, I, you know, it, I, I think, I hope, anyway, uh, for, for, for those who, who don't, I mean, I I love my Bills. Uh, I relish the opportunity to talk about the Bills, uh, and and even most of the time host the post game show uh, after the games. Um, it you know it's great co- connectivity, the emotion in the fan base, like it's a great ride, and it's really fun to be in this seat for those kinds of rides. I love hockey. Um, I, I, you know, I would tell you the truth be told, I, I love hockey, the sport more than I love football. I played hockey as a kid. Uh, one of our sons played hockey at a, at a fairly high level, um, and is now coaching the game. It, it's a very important sport and activity within my family. Just, just has been ever since I can remember, uh, for me. So like, I love hockey. I love the Sabres and, this this day today that game last night is such a gift <laughs> to someone like me and hopefully to a lot of you in the audience who feel likewise uh you know you you know where we've been with this hockey team for <sighs> too long I'll just say I don't want to say how many years it's been too long we've got a working drought that hopefully is not going to end up rivaling the the football drought that we experienced that finally ended in 2017. Uh, we, we've, had a, we've had a very tough go, and the days on this show that we have been able to, or I have been able to on a day like today when I'm, I'm by myself because Mike is off, um, just talk about the game that just happened. 
the night before. And there's, I think, well, I mean, we'll see, I guess. I mean, you know, it's only 3.05. We just started. Um, But there's enough material from within the game itself, not like stuff that's sidecar to the game, and we'll we'll get to other stuff, you know, the playoff race and the trade deadline and do you want to trade for a goalie and, like, all all kinds of stuff that that can spin off of last night. But last night was a hockey game that had enough juice that I, I think we should be able to just talk about the things that happened in the game for a while. And that, to me, as a hockey lover, as a Sabres fanatic, is, uh, to me, a gift. I, it just does not, it does not come around that often. Uh, you know, e- e- even, in, even in some of the better years, or the, even the best years, um, you know, games themselves and the, and the things that happen in the games, like, you need... Oftentimes, something like legendarily insane to happen, like Lindy Ruff and Brian Murray, the head coach of the Ottawa Senators at the time in 2007, like almost fighting with Rob Ray standing in between them on the benches. Like, in order to talk about something that happened in the hockey game and have people be emotionally invested in it enough to want to call and talk about it with you and sort of share in the experience, you need an, an event to happen. And there really wasn't that exactly last night. But, man, that was a tremendous regular season entertainment product <laughs> that we had last night. You had, you, had a little, you had a little bit of, I don't want to say everything, because we're still not really at, um, you know, line brawls and, and all that kind of stuff that, that used to sort of maybe exemplify what someone like me saying on the radio would be a game that had everything, you know, violence. <laughs> um, there was some, you know, there was a, there was an uncalled blatant cheap shot, headshot, elbow to the face of the captain of the Sabres that I think really added juice to the game. This is not to say like we should hope for incompetent officiating in hockey to add to the flavor of the game, but it is the kind of thing that, if I think if you're being honest, just gets you more emotionally invested in the game. I, I know from myself, you know, group of friends that I've got that occasionally, and it's very occasionally, will text during hockey games. There's a lot more activity on that text thread during Bills games, I'll tell you that. Um, but last night, like, that happens to Oposo, and, you know, somewhere in between – getting uh, too many men in the ice penalty, uh, a missed elbow, which should have been a five-minute major and an ejection for the Tampa player, and then a errant like, deflection or, or, you know, batted the puck out of the air by Yoki Haru that gets you another penalty going into overtime. Somewhere in the midst of all that, I get a text from one of my friends like, I am fired up, all capitals, <laughs> right, all capital letters. I am fired up. And I cannot tell you the last time I got a text from anyone during a hockey game that said, I'm all, I'm fired up, all caps. <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So you had just... So much in this game. Um, capped, of course, by the unlikeliest of overtime goal-scoring heroes in Ilya Labushkin, who just, I, I just can't even, I still can't believe. I guess it's kind of fitting as terrible on balance, like like almost all of the night. 
both goaltenders were just way off. You know, our guy's trying to figure out if he can be an NHL goalie. Their guy is one of the best in the league year over year here, many times over. And he was a joke show last night, Vasilevsky. Comrie at least sort of, I think, bailed himself out with some big saves on a power play in overtime that helped you get to, you know, the favorable result. But what, just what a, what a night. And the, the officiating stuff adds, adds to it, right? The missed call, again, like you don't want incompetence, but it, it did, it, it made you want it more. Because, you know, injustice, you know, the Sabres deserve better here. You know, the penalties that they took, I think, sandwiched around, if I've got the timeline of events right, I hope I do, um, you know, the, the too many men on the ice penalty was a too many men on the ice penalty. Like, you, you, I'm sorry, that's how it goes. I know Granado was really mad, and Casey Middlestad was really close to the bench, but he wasn't in the bench, and, like, that's a call. That's how it goes. And the penalty Yoki Haru took right before the end of regulation that spilled over in overtime is also a call that gets made every time. Like, there's no – I saw a lot of um, – not a lot, but some commentary on Twitter, you know, sort of reading, like, the way the NFL, the way the Super Bowl ended. You know, like, n- you know, understand the, the call you're about to make and the impact it's going to have on the game and, like, time and place – like that's not how that works. That 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 call. That's not a hooking call. That's not a obstruction call. That's a I I I'm in a panic. I'm trying to get the puck out of here and I'm swatting at it. It, it doesn't matter if it's on the ice or in midair. Nobody ever means to shoot the puck into the stands from their own end because they know it's a two-minute penalty. So whether it's on the ice and you do it or it's in midair and you do it, it's a call. Like there's no ignoring that. And so they didn't, and but it, but it felt like because of what had happened to Oposo and how Cernak got away with an obvious atomic elbow to his face that the Sabres were getting screwed. And when you feel like you're getting screwed, that ratchets up your intensity. I'm intense right now thinking about it. I'm thinking about how I felt, and I'm sure how a lot of you felt while it was happening. Like, you're just getting mad. Like, this is, this is not right. We deserve better. And... The Sabres managed to, well, they didn't They didn't have to kill off the entire penalty because Labushkin scored a shorthanded goal on a breakaway on the best goalie in the league. Okay, sure. <laughs> Who had that on the bingo board? I mean, I, I still can't believe it. Um, a lot of guesswork going on on Twitter about what Vasilevsky was doing. Like I, I commented on it. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. The Chad Dinaminisis with expected Buffalo uh, took a good guess, which I, I would say is is about the best guess you could have, and that's that Vasilevsky was trying to bait Labushkin into going far side, so across, you know, across the other side of the net, blocker side. So he kind of left that open because. Watching the play live and then confirming it on replays, it looks like Vasilevsky is cheating hard on the glove side, which is where Labushkin, Labushkin shoots the puck. But Vasilevsky, I think, misreads Labushkin. Probably not a big, long book on Labushkin's tendencies on breakaways. Uh, so I doubt that when 
Vasilevsky and his goaltending coach and consultants and everybody were getting ready for this game that they spent a lot of time breaking down Ilya Labushkin in case the game goes to a shootout and he gets a turn. I, I, I think that probably did not happen. I know you want to exhaustively prepare for every eventuality within a sporting event, but I bet that there's not a big book on Labushkin and where he's going to go on a breakaway. Like, what what's his move? What's his go-to? So I think Vasilevsky guessed, and he guessed wrong, and it's just a brutal goal for him to give up. But, man, fantastic for all of us. It's kind of incredible, and I'm, I'm doing exactly what I did when I was preparing now that I'm talking. It's, it's 13 minutes after 3, and as I was getting ready for the show, I was, like, listing things I wanted to make sure I brought up during this part of the show to get us rolling. I went, oh, yeah, Tage Thompson had a hat trick and, like, added that to my notes. And here I am now. It's 13 minutes after 3, and I'm talking about all this stuff that happened in the game. And, like, the best player on the Sabres had another hat trick. And it's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. (laughs) It's not not that amazing anymore. You know, we kind of of expect uh, that to happen from time to time. And, again, with the highlight reels uh, for Thompson, especially – Hang on, especially the second breakaway goal because he had two, right? So the the second one, what what a move, what just what a player, what a what a slick, slick player Thompson has turned into, just a lot um, to sink our teeth into, and you know it was not only a fun game, an entertaining game, a game that you know, had plenty of adversity for the Sabres and thus, you know, the fans, like I'm saying, I think you feel that if the officiating is going against you and it just sort of this sort of roils you up even more and the result mattered. So, I mean, you just ch- check all the boxes, all right? You, you just you, you hit for the cycle last night, Sabres, and, and Lightning. I mean, thank you know, thanks for coming, Lightning. Th- thanks for cheap-shotting our captain in the head. Uh, hopefully Oposo's okay. I, I listened to Don Granado last night, and I did not hear any sort of an update. Um, the Sabres will play tonight, but there would have been no morning skate today because they played last night, but they're in sunrise to play the Panthers. We'll get the pregame, and hopefully at some point we'll, the Granado will talk to the media, I think, in the 5 o'clock hour in advance of the game, and maybe we'll find out. Uh, hopefully, I know Oposo stayed there on the bench, uh, and hopefully he's okay. Um, but just, just a, just a, I don't know, masterpiece is not quite it because, you know, you had a lot of sloppiness, especially in goal, uh, you know, our guy and their guy. Um, but it, it just met the criteria you need to have emotional peak, emotional investment in a regular season hockey game. It's hard to pull off. There's a lot of games. They don't that much and they don't all rise to the level that last night's game did but man last night's game definitely did do that so 8030550 is the number i'd love to hear from as many of you as want to get into this uh we're going to spend you know a good chunk of the front end of the show on hockey um we've got mike kelly from nhl network one of the best analysts in the business he'll be on with me at four o'clock uh, we'll get some football in with uh, Matt Perino from Syracuse.com and the Shout Podcast. He, he will be on with us at uh, at 5 o'clock. And so we've got um, that 
uh, straight ahead. Sorry, I'm 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 <laughs> buzzing through uh, uh, looking at messages even as I'm getting going here. Um, it, it, it's just such such a fun night. I, I just ran into one of my dear friends. At, I ran to the gro- I ran to Dash's uh, in the two o'clock hour. Just get a couple of last minute things uh, before I blow town for a while. Uh, and you know, this is another example of how. You know, last night's game resonates with fans. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of random the, – the number of times I go to dashes during football season and end up having conversations with either strangers or acquaintances or even friends, it, it might be like like 50% of the time or more that I end up at least in some – either with someone who works there or someone I know from the neighborhood or whatever, like, oh, the Bills, 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 what are they going to do? What about Diggs? What are they, you know, whatever. It, it just comes up. Hockey, that almost never happens. Today, it happened. <laughs> like that, that more, more evidence that, that that's all there. you you, you got to love it, especially if you're, a, you know, a freak like me for for hockey, just to, to, have, to have all of it. Um, it's just so good. And, um, you know, you, you, you got, <laughs> you've got Thompson just so strong, so good, so money. The game, of course, it, it looked like it was going to turn out badly. But all through the game, you know, the Sabres, they gave up that first goal. Wasn't a great job by Comrie at all in the first goal, but it's Stamkos and, like, you know, okay. They score the next three. And then each time Tampa crawled within one, the Sabres answered, like, within a minute, like, bang, two-goal lead again, two-goal lead again. And, you know, they couldn't do that a a, a third time when it got to 5-4. They gave up the tying goal to make it 5-5, and then you're shorthanded going into overtime, and you just got to be thinking, like, the, the way the night had gone in goal for Comrie, there was almost no way I was expecting the Sabres to survive that power play. But Comrie... To his credit, came through big with one-timer stops on Kucherov and Stamkos. I think like two, two on each of them during that power play, the four-on-three at the front end of overtime. And then, what do we end up with? With all the, with all the, you know, the the commentary I've already made about the officiating and how that contributed to the emotional investment you would have had in the game. There's Labushkin looking like he may have pulled down Stamkos in the slot while killing a penalty. And before you can even be bracing for the penalty to be called and Tampa getting a a short two-man advantage and then, you know, still a a man advantage for what would have almost been the rest of overtime, Lapushkin is gone the other way and he scores a goal and you're sort of like, really, they didn't call that? Makeup call, probably. I, I know Stamkos. I, I I tweeted this last night. Like, I think everything can be true at once. I think Stamkos dove to try to get the call. I I I mean, that's my opinion. So them not calling it, I think, is probably the right call. But the way the night had gone, I can't believe they didn't call it. Right? Like, I both of those things I think can be true at once. He probably dove. And I guess I'm surprised the officials didn't buy it. But they didn't. And there goes Labushkin. And there goes the game. And there goes another one tonight that the Sabres, with a regulation win, can move themselves into a playoff spot with. So just really fantastic. Uh, a fantastic night. 
803-0550 is the phone number. Let's uh, look. Let's fire it up. Paul is first up this segment. Hi, Paul. Thank you for calling. You are on WGR. Well, dog, what a day to be a Sabre fan. What a day to be an NHL fan in general. I think the last two seasons have been as fun to watch hockey as I've seen in a long, long time. And I'm going to disagree a little bit in that I think uh, Rasmus Dahlin is our best player, and I think he was our best player last night, despite the greatness of Tage Thompson, and he is truly great. But Dahlin, 27 minutes last night, and it didn't start great. On on, uh, Tampa's first goal, he made an awful pinch, got caught, and, you know, maybe you like a save, but we didn't get it. But he comes right back and scores one off of Gergensen's leg. And then on, uh, on our second goal, he literally just tosses a lightning forward like he was a rag doll, throws a pass to Skinner, who then gives a beauty to Thompson. Mm-hmm. And he was just so physical last night, so good in his own end, so good in the offensive end. To me, despite Carlson's season, Darlene is going away the best defenseman currently playing in the world. And uh, thanks for listening, buddy. All right, Paul, appreciate it. Yeah, um, it, you know, the list is long of things I wanted to mention from the game, so, you know, you're not necessarily disagreeing. I, at least I don't disagree with your assertion that Dahlin was fantastic last night, and he has been fantastic. Uh, you know, Carlson is on a pace for like 120 points or something, and that probably will lead him to the Norris Trophy. Uh, and, like, I, you know, I'd love Dahlin to, to get it um, with the year he's having. But the beautiful thing about Darlene right now is that the age he is and the breakthrough he's had this year and even at the tail end of last year, I think should be indicators that these seasons are just what what we should expect from him now. He, he is going to be one of the very best defensemen in the league for uh, how long do we want to go? You know, they're probably going to get him an eight-year contract here pretty soon. Or maybe they'll just go seven like they did with Thompson and, and Cousins and, and even Samuelson. Uh, but whatever. He's going to be a saber for a good long time, uh, I would expect, and be paid top dollar, and he'll deserve every every dime because he is, yeah, the, the, play, the play he made on the goal that Paul, the caller, is talking about was elite. I mean, because he he just he just ended he just ended the play. He ended the Tampa threat. Just, just nope, you're done. My puck. Here you go. And you know, the caller Paul mentions Skinner. How about how about the passes by Skinner on the first two Thompson goals? Just so so many things to like, and you know the fact that we got another one right away tonight. Uh, kind of adds to it, too, because here's another big one. This is a team that you're directly in a race with. You know, Tampa, you're not catching here uh, at any point this year. They're they're solidly in the top three of the Atlantic Division, but Florida is a team you are slugging it out with for this wild card spot. And so, you know, tonight tonight is tonight is big. Like, last night was fun, and it was important to get the two points, but you definitely want to get the two and keep Florida from getting any uh, tonight. That's where you're at. And hopefully that got a little bit easier uh, with some news today about a couple of key players, or at least one very key player. I mean, Bennett's nice for, for Florida. Barkoff might be their, well, Kachuk's their best guy, but Barkoff's not far behind. He's their captain. Big, big playmaking elite centerman, and he, along with Sam Bennett, are both going to miss this game tonight uh, for Florida. So that's a nice little break for the Sabres. Uh, So hopefully they can 
get it done tonight and just keep the ride going, keep the vibes going. Um, I mean, it just it's one of those nights last night. I, I'll stop short of saying it feels like it's your year, but it always feels really special to me when you are in a game, especially on the road, against an elite team, which is what Tampa is, and when you've got you've got your lead and they score and you come right back and you do that more than once in the game, man, I just feel like that is such a good feeling. Um, you will hopefully hear from Granado much later on as we get into pregame, but I, I already listened to what he had to say after the game, and he just commented about how the, the, the bench was just never – they were never frustrated. They just they just wanted to keep going. Like everything that got thrown in front of them, the 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 shaky penalty calls, the non penalty call, you know, the goals against. They just they just kept going. And you know, I know they're they're far from a perfect team. Uh, they've got goaltending problems, I think, still. Um, even though Comrie steadied things in overtime last night, and you know, they're certainly capable of showing up with a stinker like they did on Tuesday night against Toronto. Uh, but man, last night full marks. I mean, everybody they had the whole they had the whole scene going last night. Um, I mean, top to bottom on the roster, and again, even Comrie came through at the end when they needed it. So super fun night. I'm obviously fired up about it, and if you are too, I'd love to talk to you. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. Again, Mike Kelly, NHL Network, will be my guest at four. We'll have Matt Perino. On the Bills in the 5 o'clock hour, 6 o'clock will be Paul Hamilton and pregame for Sabres and Panthers. 803-0550. Come on, man. Let's fire it up. Mike Schaub's off today along with Zach Jones. I'm the Bulldog, and you are listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.